The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. questions you always had, the answers you were never given, the place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. Greetings to everyone around the world and a warm welcome to a new season of Veritas, Season 8. I'm your host, Mal Fabregas, and I sincerely thank you for joining me once again. And if this is your first time, or your truth journey brought you here, welcome home. And to listen to tonight's season premiere, a three-hour interview with Cliff High, all you have to do is go to VeritasRadio.com and subscribe for just pennies a day, you will have access to hundreds and hundreds of hours of truth that you will not get in the mainstream media. Right at the beginning, I want to thank everyone for all your support as we begin Season 8. And the only reason why we're still here is because of you, Veritas member. And for the holidays, or if you don't celebrate the holidays, that's fine. You can still give a Veritas subscription to a friend, or to a loved one. Make a difference with the truth. And Season 7 of our futuristic metal-cased USB drive is now available. And did you know that you can purchase individual interviews now? They are available after 90 days off their original broadcast. By the way, check the Veritas store. We have new products now, very exciting, full fig acid, and even full vibration machines. Check it out. And if you want to get in touch with me, have a suggestion, comment, or would like to be on this radio program, just click on the contact button of our website. And tonight, for season number eight, we have someone who has become a fixture on this radio program at the beginning of every season. A good friend of this program who does not need an introduction. And I'm referring to Cliff High from Half Past Human. Dot com. Well, Cliff, hi. Welcome back to Veritas. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm pleased that we're both still here. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, right this morning, you sent me the new Alta report. Right. I mean, I'm touching it. It's still hot right from the press. It just came out this morning, correct? Correct. Yes, indeed. Yeah. We've. It's been a, um, as you can imagine, the amount of data we've got is just tremendous. So just plowing through this stuff has just been, uh, I mean, we've been shoveling it out of the way to get at the nuggets that are worth reporting. There's that much. Most of it stemming from the um, uh, horrific uh, escalation in uh, terrorist and supposed terrorist attacks. One thing I did notice was the gap. Usually you have covering 2015 to 2017, but right now I see covering 2015 to 2022. Why the big gap between years? Uh, because we're getting a, a flush of uh, long-term data. 
the way it works is that uh, people get all hyped, uh, emotionally upset. Their um, defenses, if you will, their inbuilt uh, narrative that keeps them from recognizing their own psychic nature breaks down. And in times such as uh, these in their uh, in the extremes, right, uh, of emotional uh, highs and lows, you you get this breakthrough. And when you get a breakthrough like this, we get tons of long-term data being brought in uh, with the language. So, for instance, uh, they may be discussing their uh, reaction to uh, any number of these terrorist attacks. And in somewhere in that paragraph or two, there's a... Uh, a hint of something else that that the data set picks up and then brings into the lexicon, and we're able to say, okay, uh, the um, this is a long-term data bleed through, and so that's what uh, causes the um, range that we're discussing to vary. Makes sense? Absolutely. And by the way, this report is available for sale now today. Correct? Correct. Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's on the Half Past Human site. Yeah. You Great. can go get it. Yeah. Before we get to discuss uh, the Alta report and, and Terra, which is the first item on, on your list, let's discuss the latest shooting in San Bernardino, California. We've been told it was terrorism, but at first it seems that the gun grabbers were out minutes after the event happened. What's your take on this? Um, uh, let's let's uh, back up uh, or, or let's take a high elevation view of this, okay? Because uh, in the nature of my mind and my work, especially these past numbers of years, I uh, have a tendency to concentrate on um, uh, evolving or manifesting patterns. And therefore, uh, I get into a situation where the very first thing I examine is, is there or, or do we see any clues in any event that's placed before us in any of the media that brings out pattern recognition? And so we see that, aha, yes, there is one. San, San Bernardino, they had uh, no less than nine active uh, ongoing drills in that immediate area within four miles. Okay, so they had all these police drills going on. That's true in every single one of these uh, uh, media-hyped attacks, okay? And so we see uh, that that is indeed one flag. In, in Paris, for instance, they had active drills. They had their SWAT teams right there. The police are always within minutes when this occurs on, uh, you know, 9-11. They had all those uh, 119 dump trucks lined up ready, waiting to go as part of an exercise, uh, and so on and so on. So, yes, we have that pattern there. Now, do we have other patterns, uh, such as, is there a plethora of videos? Hmm, no, there's not. And therefore, this is another pattern, uh, such as the shooting in the supposed shooting in the concert in France. Where are all the videos? If you've got 50,000 people, I suspect you've got close to 48,000 uh, cell phones, each of which have cameras that are phenomenal and the ability to record and get onto the Internet. So where are the videos? We don't see that in San Bernardino either. And uh, so we say, yes, this is another one of these. Um, uh, it matches a pattern that I find disturbing. And then you have to ask yourself, are you a coincidence theorist or are you, are you a conspiracy theorist? If you're a coincidence theorist, then you believe all this stuff just is mere coincidence. And, and the repetition of coincidence in no way makes it a pattern such that, you know, nine uh, recent attacks and each of those attacks all had police drills or military drills ongoing at that moment in no way establishes a pattern. 
pattern in the mind of a coincidence theorist. If that's your belief system, then you will see this as the media wants you to uh, understand it. Otherwise, you'll start examining for other clues and you'll find uh, that there's a whole lot of stuff you can look at should you decide you want to go down any um, individual opening into the giant rabbit warren. And so I think of these as uh, individual rabbit holes, which you could go down to uh, through. So you could just choose any of these shootings, any of the um, uh, terrorist attacks. And uh, use that as your entrance, and then you'll plop down. It's not a single hole. You'll find yourself in a warren with all the rest of us scurrying around saying, wait a second, I got here by that door. How did you get <laughs> to this same spot? And it's all the same spot no matter what door you go down. I mean, I don't mean to make light of the people being killed, et cetera, et cetera. But I will note that, you know, the um, uh, every single government uh, in the Western uh, world has uh, on paper somewhere – a um, admission that, yeah, it's acceptable for them to kill 18 or 20 people or 100 people in order to motivate the nation. And uh, they see this as no big deal. And so that being the case, you have yet, you know, yet another pattern. And thus, I fall into the idea of I'm going to question this and assume that because we live in the age of information, we know absolutely nothing in terms of what is true. Unless you can actually go out there and pat it with your hands and look at it, and even then there's some suspect about that, uh, I, su I would suggest that you don't know anything that's true, and thus it's all speculation. So I don't accept what the media tells me as being true about any of these shootings. And I'm not – because I've seen the pattern repetitiously now in the last nine uh, situations, I don't propose to follow it any further. I don't see any point in having my mind twisted uh, by following their trails. Sort of makes sense? It does. But if it's terrorism, which is which is what we're told today, how dare politicians continue to bring gun control to the surface? Take gun-grabbing Geraldo Rivera commenting on, on the shooting when his, allegedly, his own daughter was at that concert in Paris. Wasn't she a sitting dog over there? One would pr presuppose that, yes. And we also have, the, have to juxtapose the... Um, the con we have to look at the conjunction, okay? Here you have a, a, an incident which the uh, government uses the Helgian dialectic, uh, dialectic of, um, uh, you know, uh, problem, uh, reaction, reaction and proposed solution. And uh, they're implementing it. And instantly, another part of the pattern is somebody's agenda is instantly slapped up against the outside right. of the event, surrounding it such that within your mind, you're not able to separate it. Therefore, all of these shootings, instantly they slap up the gun gun grab approach right and and let's always remember we live in quote a developed country okay and so it it makes sense to look at history in no case uh, or the very first case of a developed nation on this planet getting absolute total control of guns was 1935 and Hitler. And they said right then, the day that that was achieved, hooray, hooray, now the police are safe and the government may uh, pursue its required uh, goals or, or agenda. I think it was goals, but uh, German translation uh, at the moment, I can't really remember. In any event, though, the very first uh, instant we had of a successful gun control was Germany in the 1930s. And we all know how that movie played out, right? Uh, so, A, I would suggest that uh, if I were Jewish, I could not, as a person, I would not ever um, 
except any kind of gun control language in my presence, I would be very, very, very fierce and beating it down simply because as a Jew, I would know in history's times, aha, successful gun control equals slaughters of Jews. And we have this as a one-to-one correlation with the only ever successful gun control resulted in this. Ergo, I must assume that this next successful gun control will also result in this. And therefore, you know, if I were any minority, I would also say, hey, I'm going to go along with the Jews on this. They they have history here, and maybe this all makes sense. So uh, in that regard, I think that the uh, the pattern is well established, that as soon as you've got an agenda slapped up against it, uh, then you know uh, that someone drove the initial event. They're not merely taking advantage of it. So as soon as I see an agenda, I go and I look for the drills. Or as soon as I see the uh, drills, I go and I look for an agenda to pop up. As soon as those pop up, you can dismiss it as yet another one of these uh, unfortunate episodes that the government's engineering. You know, one thing it's true about the Hitler law, it did prohibit Jews and other persecuted classes from owning guns. But the actual law that Hitler signed was actually the opposite. You know, he had revisions to deregulate the acquisition of and transfer of rifles and shotguns, as well as ammunition. And it also, while the legal age of purchase was lowered to from 20 to 18, um, permit lengths were extended from one year to three years. So it was not as severe as some people claim it to be. Or to have been. No, no, but we also have to understand that the first law that was signed in 1935 was subsequently followed by uh, amendments in late 36, I believe, that extended the uh, range of the populace that was not able to own guns to anybody they declared to be mentally incompetent for any reason whatsoever. And that's when they started using the uh, psychiatry against uh, political dissidents by making them mental incompetence. They couldn't proceed to vote. They couldn't um, own guns, et cetera, et cetera. They also extended it to um, people that were de- deemed to be genetically inferior. And that's when they started getting into the Superman issues. And it, so it was just an entry point, the thin edge of the wedge. It was not designed to be the um, end-all, be-all. And you'll note that that's how the Fabians are trying to do it here in the U.S. They're not saying, hey, let's grab all the guns. They're saying, oh, no, 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 this particular kind of a weapon is bad. And this particular kind of a bullet is bad. And all other bullets are either good or neutral in our opinion now. And then later on they'll say, uh-oh, something else happened here and, you know, this bullet is bad. And that's the way that it proceeded in England. Because they're and, and they try and get the assault rifles, and I agree. You know, <clears throat> excuse me. Homeowners have no uh, uh, real reason for having an assault rifle and claiming it to be a hunting weapon. If I owned such a, a weapon, which I don't, because I'm, it's just not in my nature. Uh, I'd be upfront and candid about it. No, it's not a hunting weapon. It's a I'm frightened to death of my government weapon. And I'm with the 32 and a half other percent of the populace that now recognizes or, or thinks that the USA government is their number one enemy. And so under those circumstances, I would be at least upfront and honest with myself about, no, it's not a hunting weapon. I'm, I'm in with Patrick Henry and the, and the Second Amendment group in that sense that the greatest uh, threat to peace and stability is a government out of control. And hmm, I would say that ours certainly qualifies. And therefore, uh, I'm a realist and I have to recognize that I had relatives that went through that experience in Germany that got out in the 1939 period. And uh, these uh, individuals uh, had a lot to say about what was happening relative to the uh, social order, which even uh, uh, with the gap in our generations filtered down to me through my father because he used to listen to their stories. So um, 
uh, I'd say, you know, I have personal family, family history that says uh, A, B, and C are bad. I look out and I see, hmm, there's A. Maybe B and C are on the way. I'm not going to sit around and wait for it. They really want to try to take guns away from us, but they keep giving them through them, quote-unquote, through Benghazi. But that's a different story. But also, you know, yesterday when I saw the news, the first thing you turn on all the channels, the first thing you hear is, it's believed the suspects were armed with long guns, not handguns. And you heard that again and again. And as you say, they want to just talk about lung, lung handguns, I mean, uh, rifles, assault Correct. rifles, and so on, and then it becomes a slippery slope. But here's another fact that they're not talking about. In 2012, the latest year over which data is available, 64% of deaths from gun violence were suicide, compared with 57% in 2006. Why is that the media doesn't show that the majority of gun deaths were committed by suicide? Isn't that convenient for them not to talk about yeah, certainly, certainly, but I don't expect anything out of the media. I don't watch TV. I don't turn on those channels. Anything that's coming from corporate um, is uh, not worth my attention. Because For laughs, it, maybe. It, well, uh, but even then, it pollutes your mind, and uh, I have True. to be careful about that at uh, at very, uh, uh, very many different levels. So uh, I don't want to get front loaded. So I don't, for instance, go and read uh, prophecy sites or prediction sites. Right? I have just have to be careful about who I'm talking of, uh, to during the process of doing reports. And I've come over time to understand that that there's some very um, uh, nasty inbuilt subliminals in basically all of the media, and I'm better off living without them. But no, I don't expect anything out of the propagandists other than propaganda and lies. So of course they're going to ignore the overall degradation of the social order that we're living in and tout the um, uh, uh, view that the, the false image presented by the powers at the top who wish to remain at the top even though the hill is crumbling out from underneath them. They just don't want to come down with the rest of us is all. But their their view is is paid for and uh, and shipped through the media. So uh, no, sorry, guy. To, it's kind of saying um, uh, asking the media to be truthful these days is like asking an alligator not to eat the chicken sitting next to its nose. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it ain't gonna happen. <laughs> now, Parrish, Bataclan. Yeah. yeah, you probably have seen the pictures, unless you didn't want to pollute your mind. But all the bodies, and people are not noticing this, just a few, all the bodies seem to have been dragged. You see the blood trails dragged to position. And sure, I, like all... to, I like to watch the news immediately after, because a lot of times they're, they're edited months later or they're removed. And one thing I did notice, that one woman, a young woman there, called her family in Mexico to say that she was alive. And An hour later, dead. she was found dead. Yes, I'm aware of that ep uh, episode, right. The, the uh, shocking part of it was not only was she alive, but she was supposedly in protective custody of the, um, the French anti-terror police. And so I would presume in my own case now that if I saw any kind of a police organization uh, in my country, they are not my friends necessarily, even in the remote rural areas in which I live. And I'm going to be very careful about how I handle myself around them. And I personally would never assume that being taken into protective custody was a good thing. But that's basically what happened is that, you know, the assassination team that was sent out to, to kill all these people and make it look like an assassin, uh, make it look like a terrorist attack, uh, swooped up a bunch of people that, that were 
not too tightly controlled, and she was not the only one that reported that she was alive. There are two other instances, not of voice recordings, but of um, uh, social media reports. A Belgian people, man. Exactly, where the people then ended up in the pile of dead people, even though they had said, hey, hey, I'm alive, I'm over here, I'm safe, don't worry, and I'm in police custody. And then, you know, as you say, two hours later, their body is in the uh, pile, sh- having shown signs of being shot elsewhere and drug over there. But, but something even beyond all of that, okay? I don't really like... Um... Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it because you don't want to believe. You want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.